What is up everyone? You are back with Citywide Blackout, your home for music, movies and more. I am your host Max Bowen. Have you ever heard a song so good that you just had to dive into the rest of the artist's work to hear what they were all about? Well that was the reaction I had after hearing Hira's new single, Feel Alive. This international singer-songwriter had me hooked from the word go and before I knew it I was checking out everything else she had done. More to the point though, I knew I wanted her to be a guest on the show and here we are. In this episode, we dive deep into the upbeat sound behind the new single and why she chose this particular style for the song. We also look at her work with the youth movement Ascendance, which she helped to co-found. They've done some amazing work with an array of student-led conferences, web series, and a whole lot more, all aimed at helping students across the world. Singer-songwriter Hira joins me. And Hira, thank you so much for being here. I am very excited that we get to talk. There is so many things to go into. Hey, Max. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here on CDY Blackout. So excited for this podcast. Excellent. Me too. Me too. Now, I want to start with with what like brought you into my radar, which is your most recently released single, Feel Alive. I heard it. I loved it. And diving into the story behind the song, I like that this is just a very happy, upbeat song about the search for happiness in a time where we are all a lot more depressed and a lot more angry. Why did happiness come to you as a subject to to, uh, sing about? I love the question. I think my favorite part about Feel Alive is the lyrics because it's very catchy, but it's also very, very deep. And um, most, like most people, the song was inspired by the pandemic. So a bit of background about me. Uh, I believe music can change the world, and I want to do that with my songs. So when I, when I write songs, I try to look for a solution to a problem that I'm currently facing or a moment I want to capture or a lesson I want to like engrave and remember forever. So Feel Alive was the part where I wasn't feeling alive in the pandemic. I was stuck at home like everybody else, but I realized I was very dependent on other people to make me happy. So like if I needed to hang out with my family 24-7 and I need validation, like they were fine. It's just that I kept feeling like I needed them to tell me if I had a productive day. And that's not really like, I, my, my family's like, hey, just focus on your goals, you'll be fine, you're doing well. But if you need that constant validation, that's not gonna help them, nor does it help me. So then I was like, hmm, what makes me feel alive? So it started by just listing the stuff that didn't make me feel alive. My emotions get in my way. Um, my second doubting of myself, like overthinking. So um, seeking for approval. So all these things did not make me feel alive. So I was like, okay, what does make you feel alive? And then the chorus comes in, like, um, you, you, like um, you, got, you can't hold on t- too tight to people. I don't mean that like you don't need people. What I mean is you can't cling on to them. You got to decide for your own happiness. And that's my favorite lyric in the, li- in the song is called Happiness Lies Inside. And I really like that. So that, at that time, I wasn't feeling it but I love the song. So the song was helpful for me throughout the months to actually listen to that. So music can actually change how you think, how your outlook is on life. So as you keep listening to happy songs, you become happier, sad songs become sadder. So like when I was, I kept, personally, I listened to my song a lot because it's something that I needed to hear. So I was like, okay, I don't feel alive. Let's put the song on, okay? It's my happiness is my control. And I was so glad that people felt the same way too. It was a song helpful for everyone as well. So when the song came out this year, and like you said, everybody really loved it. Uh, it just won an award at ISSA. So um, it was pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that people like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, I write songs for me, actually, to help me learn the lesson and in, in turn, hopefully inspire 
others as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that writing of do, uh, do you feel that like learning a lesson through music is that a very hero way of like uh, learning things? Do you find that that's the that's like the best way for you to kind of learn these tough lessons? Yeah. So like, there's so many lessons I write. Yes, there's about insecurities. I write about ego as well. Uh, having too much of it is not a good thing. Um, lessons about being truthful, especially in your communication with your loved ones. I think a lot of times we just want to be good. We don't want to show actually what's actually happening. But relationships with your family, your friends, you got to be real. I mean, if you're not real with them, if you're not real with yourself, then who are you real with? So like all these lessons, I sometimes feel like it just slips me. So if I write a song about it, then if I ever forgot what the lesson was, if I forgot the moment, if I forgot the message, I could just play back or sing back the song. And then that would be like, okay, <laughs> I've been through this. Like, I know what the answer is. So I literally have the answer in a song. Let's apply that answer. So it's really like a solution. So it's like, if you had a question in school, you like if you didn't know something, you go to the library back then, or you Google something, <laughs> or you had like a, like a dictionary, if you didn't know what's happening. Similarly, my songs are like my archive of lessons that I need to learn. So, yeah. I like that. And the song is just so danceable, too. Like, when I was playing it, I was just, like, <laughs> moving to it. Like, this is a great... Like, that like, like, like that for me is one of the, like, uh, the checkboxes for what makes a song great. Is it is it danceable? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. The music was actually uh, arranged by Pulse Soundworks. So, that was really, really nice. They produced it really well. So, I was very happy with the instrumental. I was... Very happy walking into the studio to record it. Um, my favorite part was actually the high note at the end of the song. It wasn't something planned. It just like escaped me <laughs> in the studio. And everybody, including myself, was like shocked. Like, oh my God, what's happening? I was like, let's do it again. <laughs> so it's a very fun experience as well. I'll bet. Now, was that your first time being back in the studio since the pandemic started? This was actually recorded before the pandemic, oh. so it was a real bummer. Because we released it in February, and then in March, everything was in lockdown. So any plans that we had to do, like shows or tours in schools, completely scrapped. And I think everybody in the beginning of the pandemic thought, oh, maybe it'll be two weeks, or maybe it's another two weeks. And then it just kept going on two weeks infinitely. So now, hopefully, we're seeing the end of the pandemic. But uh, I think it has changed like how i would have done it has changed but i wouldn't have changed a thing looking back like mm-hmm. at that time i was pretty like oh no this is so sad are we ever gonna i said people are ever gonna hear the song but uh, i'm really glad things fell into place either way so i think the universe has plans so it's very very i'm very grateful exactly exactly and you seem to have adapted very well because as i mentioned earlier you did your crazy virtual world tour which is also an an uh, an, an album which folks should, should Definitely check out. Uh, you Thank did you. online shows in Spain, Malaysia, the UK, Pennsylvania. And I listened to the whole thing. I thought it was so well put together. The music was great. Um, where did this concept come from, though? And how did you have to get it all together? Okay. So first things first, got to say, although I've wanted to become a singer since I was five, it's, it wasn't like a crazy idea that suddenly appeared. It's been like a long dying ambition to become a singer um, a lot of the reason why i am a singer is because of uh, et ideas so et stands for like extraterrestrial so et ideas they're like a social business incubator platform so they've been guiding me to work on being a singer for years now so the cool thing about them is not only just what skills do you need but also what values do you need which is something that helps me a lot because if you want to handle things well you got to have solid foundation 
So a lot of the things that I'm able to do, like um, going online wasn't my idea. So my mentors have been trying to get me to go online for like ever, but I was like, nah, <laughs> I don't want to go online. I'll just do like physical shows. And then the pandemic happened and you can't do anything about it. So it started from just doing uh, like, we just had like a fundraiser, like an online fundraiser. Then we did like fun live, live streams on Instagram. And then somebody called me to do a show overseas because they're like, hey, we're doing an online open mic in South Africa. That's the first time I did an online show. It was hilarious because I didn't have the fancy equipment. I just had like my laptop and my phone. My phone was my speaker <laughs> and nobody could hear the music. So I was doing like an acapella. <laughs> but it was really, really fun because I was like, oh, I, I never thought of this. I, I, I've always wanted to perform overseas, but... I just instantly dismissed the idea because how could I get an air, airplane ticket and fly to every country and perform? So I was really, really blessed that eventually we started to find places that I could perform at. So uh, I got to perform in Bromley in the UK. So I know like specific places around the world. I got to perform in Rome in Italy and uh, I got to perform Yep, in Pennsylvania in the US as well as Florida. So it's like as I kept sharing the music at first, it was just fun. Prior to the pandemic, I was a very busy person. So quotation marks busy so i was driving here and there i was so busy with life but i wasn't doing music i i was music was always at the back of my mind like i'll do it later i'm very busy but the pandemic got me to like stop and focus like hey i want to do this and i fell in love with music again so doing the shows was not was not like a chore for me it was really really fun venturing into a new country and every night i'm sure you would agree to when everything moved online there'll be a new obstacle hey, your mic's disconnected. Or, hey, we can't see you. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. It's like 3 a.m. because I'm from Malaysia, right? So the time zones are, can be like, hey, there's daylight savings time. And I'm like, what is that? So <laughs> there's so many different things to factor in. But um, it was fun. I kept performing overseas in different countries just to meet new people. And everybody loved music. Everybody's going through the same things. And everybody appreciated the lessons. Mm -hmm. So that was very inspiring for me. I think it helped me more than them. <laughs> I'll bet. And, and uh, one of the things that I really loved was your energy, like, between songs, during the songs. Like, you're saying people, you know, you know get up and dance, raising you. Know, Thank like, you. I see you really listen to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I love that part of it because I feel like for artists, a lot of the energy was just taken away because they couldn't do shows. They couldn't do live events. You know, authors couldn't do book tours. All kinds of events just did not happen. Yeah. A lot of the energy was just kind of just, you know, sapped away. So it was great to hear your energy. It's great to hear your just enthusiasm. Like, yes, I can't actually be in Spain. I can't actually be in Malaysia. I can't actually be in the UK or Pennsylvania. But I can be there in spirit. And you just, like, made yeah. the most of it. It was great. Yeah. For that moment, it was me and the audience. And if you hear the recordings, it's still me and them. Because um, other than songwriting, which I really love, I've written like so, like 60 over songs, a crazy amount <laughs> over the years. But I really love performing. And um, I feel like that's the best time you actually get to connect to the audience. You get to be real with them. You get to tell them things that actually happen and you get to find out about them too. So I, I just love performing. It can be really weird though, because on the I look cool on screen, but if you can imagine somewhere in Malaysia at 3 a.m., there's a girl singing Everybody sing along when you can't hear anybody singing along <laughs> because it's online, right? But I have the most fun and I'm really, really blessed. I'm very happy with what I do. Mm -hmm. Now, when the time comes that you can tour again and do shows, do these places fall onto your must-go-to list? Definitely. I've had invitations around the world. I just want to see where everybody's from. 
because I've, I've had some of the biggest support uh, in Wales as well. So like, I've always, I just want to go and check out the places. I want to meet the people. I think more than fans, they've become friends. And it's very, very nice to actually know. I think it's, it's an enriching experience to actually meet everybody where they're from. I'll bet. And as someone from uh, the Boston area, I can say, please come to Boston yes, and, and play I'll, a show. I'll be coming to Boston sooner than you think. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes, so I'm because I'm actually currently pursuing my studies at Harvard University, so that's oh, okay. in the Boston area, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so very good. All right. Point of time done. I have to be coming to Boston. Don't worry. <laughs> ah, now, uh, so are you like going to Harvard now, or is that like a little bit later? I'm currently in the admissions program, so I'm already in my second semester, but I'm waiting till the end of the year to find out whether I make it into the degree. Bachelor of Liberal Arts degree program. Oh, so <laughs> congratulations. That's, that's very cool. Thank you. That's very it, cool. It is cool. There's, there's a lot of things that I now learn that um, is very applicable to what I'm doing now. So in terms of music, in terms of business management, in terms of uh, literally whatever my lectures talk about, or my professors talk about, I'm actually putting it into practice. And it's very, very cool because I'm not just studying for the sake of studying. Why I'm actually in Harvard is actually to grow my music career, to grow my uh, business in Ascendance, which is the youth movement that I run. So in hand in hand, I also learn more about myself. I expand my horizon. It's very fun. Okay. This just changed the entire conversation because, <laughs> because Boston is such a great music scene. And while you're going to Harvard, which I'm sure is going to be an insane like workload for you, but I genuinely hope you could get the chance to get out there and go to some shows because the venues, they've all reopened. They're doing shows. Uh, most are requiring, you know, like um, uh, masks and vax uh, proof, which is fine. I really this hope you get... great to hear. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, social consciousness there. There's a lot of, like, common courtesy for other people. So I genuinely hope you can get out there and go to some shows. Okay. I'll definitely put it on my bucket list. So now it's Bromley, it's Wales, and now it's Boston. Show specifically <laughs> so that I get to go and see the scene. Exactly, exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I also want to talk about, so you got to do something recently that I think for musicians is a huge, a huge win. You got to have your music included on a soundtrack for a video game, Simulacra 2, which was released yeah. last December, in which... The player works with police to uncover the mysterious death of influencer Maya Crane. That's a dark-sounding yes. game. <laughs> okay, so I love this story as well. As you can see, all animated stories, right? Um, I was just told, like, hey, here's a prompt. Like, they didn't even tell me what the game was for. They just gave me, like, three keywords. Like, hey, write a song about freedom. And I was like, okay, what's the game about? And they're like, it's just a music game. And I'm like... Here in my mind, I'm thinking like Guitar Hero or something. Like, I'm gonna write a song for that. So I was like, oh, okay. So like, I wrote a few different songs and I just submitted to them. And I'm really glad they picked the girl who loved, which honestly wasn't my first choice. <laughs> so I was like, why? Why did they choose this song? I would have chose the other song. But as I was recording it, suddenly I was like, oh my god, <laughs> how did I not notice my own lyrics before this? And it was really, really good. So when Again, I recorded the song. I had no idea which game I was recording it for until the game was out. And I'm not a horror movie fan or horror game fan. So to find out that my game was in like a horror game ad thing was very cool. But I had a, I played the game with my family. It's very addictive. I highly recommend playing it and getting it. And I remember, <laughs> this is the dumb decision, by the way. We started playing the game at like 
11 p.m. We only finished at about 4 a.m. And by that time, things just got tripled. The amount of spookiness just oozed out of the phone. <laughs> but it's very cool because it's like a character-driven game. So you choose the outcome of your character. So based on your decisions that you make, that's the outcome. So there's many possible outcomes of the game. So we obviously lost because we made some poor decisions. <laughs> but <laughs> one of the cool things is it was just fun because I got to unlock the game. Turns out the character as well sang a version of my song. And the YouTube comments have been crazy. I think the support from the fans of the game have really, really inspired me. Some of them, because the, I, I shall not give away too much details of what this mo the game is about so that you can enjoy and play the game. But I highly recommend it because um, the, char I, the character in the game is also like a singer-songwriter as well. So like you could, like this, since you're un unlocking somebody's phone, right? Your phone turns into their phone. So in that gallery, you can find my song. You just got to unlock it through like different challenges. Mm -hmm. But it's very cool and it's very mysterious. So don't don't start at 11 p.m. Start at 11 a.m. if you're not a horror fan. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Because we were glued to our screens, but I was screaming. <laughs> so no. So yeah. I take it from this that a career as a, a detective is probably not on your list. No, I, I'm happy with where I am in music. I will continue this never. Acting in horror movies, eh. <laughs> law and, oh, and detective work. Eh. Uh, you never so, know. You never know. It, it, it would make a great story, you know. Uh, musician by day, crime fighter by night. <laughs> I will write a song about that. I can do that. <laughs> okay, that yeah. that we can do. That we can do. I I also agree. Never play a horror game in the evening. I made that mistake once, and I was like, yeah, this is a terrible idea. I, I was playing uh, the Last of <laughs> yeah. Us. Which is like we thought a we could stop. Oh no, no! I was playing uh, The Last of Us, which is like a zombie survival game, and it was like ten o'clock at night. And at the time, I was living in a very rural area, surrounded by trees. When it's dark, it's pitch black. Oh, I man. looked outside. I thought this is a terrible idea. I've got to stop now. <laughs> did you stop now? Did I did. I did. I, I I put the control okay. down. And said done. I'm not doing this. Done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was good. Because for the rest of the few days that I was. Like living my life, I started imagining the game, so not recommended at night. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, well, folks, definitely get Simulacra Two. It's available on all uh, major gaming platforms. You can check out yep, her song, really "The Girl Who Love," which is a great song, by the way. I heard I listened to that one too. That's really awesome. You know, something you mentioned that I want to touch on. You mentioned winning uh, the the Female Single of the Year award at the ISSA Awards, and congratulations yeah. for that. You also won Entertainer of the Year at the Rampage Music Awards, and there's a lot of other accolades you've gotten over the years. Does that give you any kind of like internal drive or pressure to do even better, knowing that you are now a multi-award-winning musician? <laughs> I love that question. Um, I think, yes, it drives me. I think it's inspiring because it's like a new milestone. Like Each award means something. To me because I couldn't have done it alone. I have my team here at ETI Ideas and Ascendance, um, all the fans who voted and supported and shared, and of course the judges who made it happen too. But yeah, I, I kind of overpressure myself too. I'm like, am I gonna release the next song that's gonna be as great as this? Like what like I love the lyrics, but what if people don't like it? And I was having this internal dilemma, and when I spoke about it to my family, they're like, you literally said the same thing for Feel Alive. And like, you were like, will Feel Alive be a good song? And it's now turned out great. So don't worry about it. Just keep releasing music. And I, I think that's cool because, um, yeah, I wouldn't do it on my own. I think it's the people around me that keep me going. I think if it was just left to me, 
I would have stopped at like 14. I'm just like, yep, pick up the guitar. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the pressure, the pressure can be so intense. And like you said, the self doubt, the lack of confidence as you sort of mull over, am I good enough? Is this good enough? Will people, people like it? It can lead to saying, you know what? I want to take a chance of getting hurt. So, you know, not do it. But I'm curious if there's a particular person who has been sort of your inspiration or like your guide as you venture into the music world. Okay. So, um, how do I overcome the pressure part? Right. Um, my family kind of, and my mentors remind me, why am I doing this? I'm not trying to be a one hit wonder, although that would be nice, but I don't think I want to hit that. I want to change the world with music and changing the world with music doesn't happen with one song. It happens to many songs for many different types of people, different genres will appeal to different people. So if one song doesn't make it as good as the other, it's it's okay because my goal is not to become a one-hit wonder. My goal is to be someone that's there for people. If you ever need a song to uplift you or if you're feeling down and you need a song to cheer you up or get you to think or just come out of that zone, I want my music to be there for you. And I can't do that with one song. So the idea is just to keep releasing music that's there for people, for them to grow, for them to get full of their heart, for them to focus on their goals. So that's my inspiration in a way. Um, I was I do music performance classes for young kids as well, and a lot of times the songs that they sing, I'm like, oh my, <laughs> you're six years old, you shouldn't really be singing this song. So I'm like, okay, but it's catchy for them, and that's all they know. So I'm like, can I give you a song that um, better helps you with life? Like for example, a lot of the things that as someone growing up into young adults and everything how we respond or react to situations are often based on the movies we watch, the songs we hear, uh, the stuff we read. So like if something bad happens, we tend to be overdramatic because that's what the books say. You got to throw a fit and like, you know, you got to react in this way. And then when I talk to adults, most adults say, life is not like that. (laughs) That's just in the movies. Like real life is not like that. And as someone who's like 22, I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I've been told my whole life, this is how life is supposed to be. And then they're like, no, it's not. So I want to give real stuff to people so they don't come out shocked and be like, oh, I expected like fairy tales and pixie dust. And I'm not saying life isn't. It's just that it's different pixie dust than what you see on screen or in songs. So I want to show them the real challenges we go through and in a nice way, like life is wonderful. Like I used to have this problem like a year ago where my family used to tell me, Hey, real life is not what you see in movies, what not like hearing songs. And I used to be very disappointed. I was like, what do you mean? I you mean Prince Charming's not going to walk out the door. You mean people don't break into musicals because in my mind, that's how people are. Like, you know, everybody's always happy 24 seven. And I couldn't appreciate the moment because I was comparing it to what my expectations were. But in the past year, I'm really, really glad that now I finally understand what they mean when life is wonderful and even more wonderful on screen. Because when I, when I was busy comp- comparing it to what my expectation of the world was based on Instagram and everything people shows you, like it didn't match up to it. But when I stopped doing that, and I just started appreciating the moment. It actually is kind of better than what they say. So I want to capture that. I want to show the real stuff. Okay. And I do think the world will be a much better place if... Uh, spontaneous musicals just broke out all over the place. Yes, I, I that so one I, I would entertaining. like to <laughs> I, I would love the fact that we could break up into musicals. Like there'll just be hidden speakers in like the in the te- in the in the trees. Yes. So like music would suddenly come on, and if you know the song, you can dance. It doesn't have to be synchronized choreography, but you stand in a flash mob and you just dance your heart out and sing your heart out. 
that we need in the world. That would be amazing. <laughs> I think I think that would I think that would solve a lot of conflicts. You can't. Yes, you'll make a lot of new friends. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to talk about the people that you've met as a musician. Uh, you talked about your team that you work with. Yeah. But what are some of the folks that you've met? Okay. So um, along the way of, of becoming a singer, you tend to meet a lot of artists as well. And I'm not sure how it's like in the U.S., but as someone who's kind of like Asian, I'm so sorry. Everything's like a competition. Like, oh, I can't have a musician that's better than me. Like, you know, I, I got to be like the best. If not, I'm just going to ignore everything else. And again, that's not how life works. So you got to just, it doesn't, one person's growth does not like undermine yours. You could have, be, have two really good musicians in the, in the same room. That doesn't mean one has to be compared to the other. So learning that lesson was something that my mentors helped to show me. Like, oops, <laughs> they were like, hey, this is totally fine. So anyway, what I was saying is, for me, um, I learned over the years how to actually be friends with people. It's not a competition. It's not nothing to do with me. It's just enjoying their artistry as well. So I've met amazing artists around the world thanks to this online scene. Uh, I have met an amazing young artist called Autumn Helene. She's from Washington State. Oh, you know her. Yeah, I know she's her. amazing. Her music is so yes. phenomenal. It is. And uh, we have a song coming up in the next month or so. So if all goes well, we have a collab, uh, an original song that we're putting out together. So it's like when I stopped looking at things as like, I need to be the best or if not, I'm not good enough. If I, if I kicked out that mindset, I could just be friends with people and I could just try to see what can I do for the other person? Because that's really what's important. And I've met really amazing people like here in Malaysia. We have Open Mic Malaysia. And then I found out there's an amazing platform called Open Mic Rome. I was like, wow. So it's like, I, then if anybody needs anything, I could just connect people together. So then it stopped becoming about an industry. It started becoming like a family. So that was very nice. Mm -hmm. And I love the lesson about you can have two musicians in a room and they do not have to compete. I feel like artists in general have that constant, like, oh, is that person a better musician than me or a better writer than me or a better artist than me? You know, like, yeah. you like, like you want to be friends, but at the same time, there's that feeling of, wait, are they better this than me? Are they, like, better being me than me? What do I do here? Yeah. I, it's not only with music. I think it's with everything, like, with school. Like, uh, when you go for, with your family, you try to compare with your siblings, like, are you, am I a better person? Or either you, you try to be better or you just accept you're not good enough and that's the opposite of feeling super insecure and not actually focused on your goal. So that, again, my, like, my mentors and my family try to make me see, what's the point of everything? Like, what's the actual goal of why you're here? You're here to make great music. You're not trying to be the best. Everybody has their thing that they're great and that's fine. You're here to make friends. <laughs> like, it's like preschool. You're here to make friends. You're here to have fun. <laughs> like, if you can remember that, I think life will be great. Yeah. Oh, if only. If only. Your kids got it. Kids don't go and look at one kid and be like, I think I'm better than you. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. They're just like, okay, I'm good at this stuff. You're good at that stuff. Exactly. Kid, yeah. Kids don't have like the social emotional baggage that we get in say like high school. Yeah. They get it yeah. way easier, <laughs> way easier. How though do you get past that feeling of competitiveness? Like whether it's as a musician or with like social media or with concerts. Okay, so fun fact about me. Since I really either want to be the best or just ignore everything, I used to hate joining competitions. Like, I would just ignore it. There'll be like a singing competition and I'll be like, nah. Because I, I don't want people to tell me I can't sing. 
Like, that would be such a heartbreak, right? What if you join a singing competition and you don't win? Like, I wanted to be a singer. <laughs> that would be, like, a, the biggest doomsday thing to hear. But um, if then I, my mentors pointed out to me, you're joining competitions, you're taking part in shows just to improve yourself. It literally doesn't matter if you don't win. That doesn't mean you're not good enough. And uh, when I, so they said, focus on having fun. And for every show or everything that I've done when I focus on having fun, I focus on the audience. It's not, it's really not about me as the artist. It's about the audience because they're consuming the art. You want to make sure that it's the best that they can, the best lessons that they can learn, the best experiences they can uh, learn from. So when it stops becoming about you, then it's a much more easier to see in retrospect. So again, being a young teenager, everything's about me. Like, forget the world. It's about me. <laughs> what do you mean the world's not about me? So really having people to guide you, people who have the best interests at heart to tell you, I think you should start thinking about other people. That, that helps a lot. So that's why my song, Fixing Damages, which is on Crazy Virtual World Tour, means a lot. That song talks about ego. Because the first few times I wanted to work with people when I was 14, I just thought, hey, I'm better than you. And I really had no substance. So it wasn't like I was a Beyonce <laughs> prodigy. I was just someone who liked singing. And that lesson stopped me from learning a lot of things, stopped me from meeting wonderful people. So when you're actually competing, as difficult as it is to say, you actually hinder your own growth. So when you're just having fun, when you're just growing and collaborating with people, you will impact more people. And at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. We don't create art just for ourselves. We actually want people to enjoy it. But if you're busy looking at, hey, like, <laughs> this is kind of funny because my family pointed out, like, somebody could follow you on Instagram and still follow another artist. They, just because they have fans doesn't mean those fans can't be your fans too. Like, it's not like you have to choose sides. Right? You yourself have so many favorite artists. And that's the thing. Like, it shouldn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Just be yourself. Have fun. See why you're, remember why you're doing this. To change the world. Let's talk about changing the world. Because that's an amazingly lofty goal. And some people might say, oh, well, <laughs> that's never going to happen. She'll never change the world. But how do you see your music changing the world? Okay, bear in mind, I started saying this changing the world with music phrase since I was like 15. So I didn't understand the significance of this. Only now I'm like, oh man, <laughs> what did I sign up for? <laughs> but I'm really glad I wouldn't change a thing. I still want, I'm still adamant about going through my goal. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure the song reaches out to so many people, like Feel Alive, for example. The more people hear about the song, more people realize, hey, Happiness is my thing. Like it's something that I it's inside of me, something that I have to choose and decide. If the song can help me and help so many others as it has so far, other than just being a catchy song, that's important because you have people who you would be sad or otherwise head in the wrong direction, suddenly stop for a minute and say, Maybe I should try to be happy today. And like that could spiral into positivity. And you want to make sure everybody's positive, everybody's being kind to one another. That's why I want to do songs and I don't want to keep it to myself because like I had an interview about a year ago, about a few months ago, when I was performing some of the songs, the person actually uh, confided in me and said, hey, if I had had these songs growing up, my life would have been very different. I would have had been accept I would have accepted myself more instead of going through all the turmoil that I went through. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do with the songs. If I just kept it with 10 people, I wouldn't be changing the world. I want to make sure that it's accessible to anyone. So like you could literally be sitting in your bedroom wherever you are in the world and be like, hmm, I'm not feeling too good about myself or I'm feeling overly good about myself. What can I do to listen to a song that makes me centered again? 
is there an artist that do, that does that for you? Yes. Uh, one of the biggest artists that does this for me is actually Jason Mraz. Every time I'm like furiously upset, I listen to Jason Mraz because he talks about like the universe and how love is always the answer. And when I'm listening to it, when I'm really mad, it's like, I'm like, mm, why do you say love is the answer? I'm really, really mad at people. But uh, eventually after about five songs, I'm like, okay, <laughs> time to look at it objectively, not emotionally. So likewise, I want... I feel we need more positive songs. Like, it may not be for everyone, but it'll be there for you when you need it. And that's the important part. So, yeah, like, I used to be like, oh, let's listen to all the crazy sad songs about wanting attention. <laughs> so now I'm like, let's try to listen to songs about the universe and how life changes existence. So then it gets you to just be a different person. Here's okay. a crazy pitch, but I think it might actually catch on. Fewer okay. songs about breakups and more songs about positive relationships life is more than relationships surprisingly life is more than love falling in love or falling out of love or being happy or unhappy in a relationship or breaking up actually that's that's just like maybe 10 percent or two percent of, of life that's like stress with jobs and like communication with your parents and like uh, so so many other things like finding your purpose and passion or feeling like you're not good enough or like oh my god i thought of this as a kid like there's so many other things that we can write songs about and that's why we should focus on so yeah exactly i accept the pitch <laughs> there we go there we go now you do so much already between your music and working with video games and so much else but you're also the co-founder of the youth movement ascendance that's an amazing name yeah. by the way i think it's a wonderful name um Thank you. i didn't come up with it but <laughs> okay i gotta credit my teammate for that there we go <laughs> How did this whole thing come together? What's the goal and what's happening right now? Oh my, that, that, I think that should be another podcast already. But Ascendance <laughs> <laughs> uh, was something that we formed about six years ago. So we formed all of this when we were still in high school. The objective, it started simple as, hey, um, our mentors, ET Ideas works with adults mostly. So we were the first few kids they worked with, the first few teenagers they worked with. But their primary focus wasn't people below 18. So when we came about, and like for me, I was someone who wanted to become a singer and now had the opportunity to do so. I had a fellow co-founder who was interested in films and now was actually, today he's actually a documentary filmmaker, which is really, very cool. I have a fellow co-founder who's a junior director at an accounting company, another person who's an author and also has her own IT startup as well. So the four of us combined, we were not outstanding students, we were just normal disengaged students. So if you could get us to engage and give our best and give our whole heart into life, we wanted to make sure all of our friends knew about it. And since we tried getting our friends to come for some of the events or talks, but they couldn't come because they had school or homework. So we were like, hmm, since you can't come to us, we'll go to you. So we started doing programs at schools. Eventually that like uh, spiraled into doing programs at so many different centers. Then we started working with the Malaysian Ministry of Education. And then we did conferences, and now we're doing like the biggest conference in the world. Like really, like we're having a conference of 50,000 people. That's like a stadium. <laughs> so it's very crazy. But the whole idea is to get the disengaged generation to be engaged. Find what you love to do, and when you do that, work on it. So I was, just, I was a really declining student. So if you could get me to engage through music, and I could see the purpose of why I was going to school, then I became the top scorer in the school. Likewise, any youngster has that same potential. So yeah, we just want to make sure our generation reaches to their full potential in every area. Which I think can be hard to do because sometimes there's a lot of 
pushback against that. Like, if someone like your age says, oh, I want to go into music, there's always that, oh, well, you need to get a real job. This isn't a real job. This mm-hmm. won't work. I think it's the same for folks who say, oh, I want to be, I want to be like a novelist. I want to be an athlete. I want to be an actor or what have you. There's so many, there's, there's so much like resistance to just, like you said, following your dreams. How do you get someone though to to pursue that dream? How do you how do you how, how do you help them find their passion in life? So a lot of some people are, are born with knowing what they want to do. Like I've known since I was five, and I'm glad that it stuck. But a lot of people, like my sister, doesn't know what she wants to do, and it took her many, many, many years and many different explorations into like trying fashion or trying uh, on like entrepreneurship, IT, so some, until something clicked. So it doesn't matter if you knew it since you were five or if you just found out at 25. The idea is that you got to find your passion because like even you, Max, I think you're doing this podcast because it's something you love. When you have the whole human race doing something that they love and giving your best at it, I think a lot of the problems would be solved. And so when we get people to just follow their heart, you could want to be a scientist, please do that because then you'll find real solutions to the world problems like climate change, like all the diseases that's going on. We want passionate individuals in every job. So we want people who's passionate about law, people who are passionate about entrepreneurship, people who are passionate about acting. It doesn't matter. But you got to find that passion and then work towards it. And a lot of times, like, I knew my passion, but I literally didn't know where to start. I never wrote a song until I met my mentors. Like, I, I mean, I wrote a song, but it, I was nine. It doesn't really count. It wasn't a one-hit <laughs> wonder either. <laughs> I so, want to hear this song. The song you wrote, you I, wrote nine, <laughs> it needs to be released for the whole world. It, okay, my, uh, I'll come back to that in a bit. But yeah, I, I didn't know where to start. I knew like there's no handbook on how to be Beyonce. If there was, maybe it would be helpful. But like I didn't know you could pick up a guitar and start performing. And even if I could, I was too insecure about it. So there's so many different aspects into stopping me from beca- achieving my dreams. That was just easier not to start. But because people believed in me, I'm here where I am today. And likewise, I want that same thing for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you told your family, hey, I want to go into music, what was their reaction? <laughs> I think I've heard uh, from a lot of people outside, I've heard people say music is a hobby or like uh, you wouldn't make it. I don't know how it's like in the US, but here in Malaysia, they're like, oh, there's no future in the music scene in Malaysia. Let's just like, it's a hobby. What's your backup plan? And I have no backup plan. I already thought about it as a kid. I don't think I'm going to work in an, I don't think I can work in an office for nine to five doing the same job every day. I have a lot of respect for people who do because I think it's a tremendous amount of dedication. I can do that. I just knew I wanted to become a singer and then eventually I co-founded Ascendance. So my family was kind enough to not discourage me. So they, what, they sent me for music classes. And I think the biggest help for me was when I did meet my mentors at ET Ideas, they supported me wholeheartedly. I think there's many times in my initial career, like when I was 17, I left school. I was like doing, I was the top scorer in my school's history. And then I was performing a show, like an open mic. So it's not exactly that I wasn't signing record labels. I wasn't getting interviewed in, in the radio and stuff like that. I was just starting out. But because my family believed me, uh, my mom is something, somebody that I really look up to. She always comes to every show and she's the one I'm like, did I do a good job? And she'll be like, okay yes you did or this one like hey you can improve on this <laughs> practice more <laughs> no, <but> okay <laughs> so um i'm really grateful for my family i wouldn't be here without them hmm. yeah do you come from a musical family no my family don't listen to the radio 
so to have yeah like the only reason my grandparents listen to my songs now they know how to use youtube so the only reason they listen to my songs on youtube is because they know you get ad revenue that's the only reason why they stream my songs not because they enjoy listening to music they're just like oh every time you play this you get paid a few cents okay i will listen to your music <laughs> so and my grandma's a big fan my granddad has not listened to the radio since growing up because people in the he's like 80 almost 80 years old Back in the day, they just finished like the like the war, so it wasn't common to indulge in entertainment to have music. So I think he would have never, in his craziest, wildest dreams, thought his granddaughter would be a singer. But I think he's proud. <laughs> yeah. that's very cool, and 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 I really love the support. You know, like you know, um, you mentioned how in Malaysia, if someone says they they want to go into music, they're just met with oh. There's no future. It's like that here in the U.S. too. There's always that. Oh well, oh. you know, it, it, it's such like a risk or a chance. It probably won't work oh, out. Man. That's heartbreaking because everybody's like, "Hey, you won't make it here. You can try the U.S." <laughs> so that's nope. a bit heartbreaking. <laughs> it's the same over here. It's the same reaction. And uh, you know, the irony is that also because like the cities are really where you go to kind of make a career, but the cities are so mm-hmm. expensive to live in. You have to get like four jobs or or what or what have you. So, but oh anywho, <laughs> the thing that I, I would say to people is that you know, there's always someone out there that can support your dreams. That can that will support you. Find yeah. that person. If it's not your family, it's your friends, it's your mentors, it's someone. Find that person. If you got a dream, don't give it up. Eventually, it will happen. It just takes a while. Yes, I'm. I'm hopefully changing how people view music. I hope, par- I think so. I have a lot of parents saying now, hey, my daughter's looking up to you. And like, and then when they, I'm like, okay, no pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, great, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, God, it got you better. I'm following your footsteps. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hopefully changing this, that stereotype. And yeah, you're right. A lot of times um, it's, it's hard to accept it, but we create our reality. A lot of times, the person who stops me the most is me. I, I just get disheartened without any reason, or I get distracted for just the simplest of things. Like my focus, my emotions just go everywhere because I'd rather scold someone on the street than actually put my energy into music. So it's a simple stuff like that that actually stops us from growing on our goals. So having a mentor and platform helps. If you want to reach out to Ascendance, go ahead because we work with thousands of kids and there's no like, hey, only singers accept no such thing. It's anybody. If you don't know your passion, even better. Let's work on it together. Exactly. So Hero, what is next for you? What can people look forward to from you in the near future? Oh my God, there's so many wonderful projects in the pipeline. I, I can't tell you all of them, but I uh, expect a lot of songs coming out. I'm so happy to put out music because each music is like a storybook. It's like my way of writing like a story and there's a different lesson in each one of them so we have an amazing collab with autumn helene coming up so please stay tuned for that uh i have a song in malaysia coming out as well it's my first malay song that i'm officially on so it's for our country's uh something like national day but it's it's malaysia day which is a bit different than our independence day it's a bit different but uh yeah so i have a few songs in the pipelines um stay tuned for the new age general virtual conference which will be the biggest conference in the world which will be amazing to perform because in hindsight, if I were to do this like a physical thing, Ascendance would probably need to rent out a stadium. So I'm really glad it's the internet. <laughs> if not, we wouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> but yeah. 
All right, all right. Well, for the folks at home, if you want to learn more, you go to Hira.com. That's H-E-E-R-R-A-A.com. Follow her on all the socials. Follow her on Spotify. Follow her on YouTube. You know, get her that, like, ad revenue because it all helps. And uh, <laughs> yes, it Hira, th- uh, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, I'm my so... God. I should be starting a TikTok account. Yes, That's something yes. that's in my bucket list. Go on TikTok. List. Do you that. have TikTok, Max? I do not, no. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's okay. We will do this together. We will. So that, that, I think that's the biggest thing in the pipeline, starting a TikTok account. <laughs> we will, we will, we will uh, do like a TikTok tag team thing. Okay. And it'll take off. <laughs> it will, it will. Make this one happen. But yeah, for now, they can find me on Instagram at Hero Official. I think my TikTok is the same as well. Uh, but yeah, follow me there because there's always covers that I'm doing, there's shows that I'm doing to just feel the good vibes and be part of the music. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, Hira, once again, thank you so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. And folks, check the music. It's wonderful. It'll make you feel good. And I look forward to next time. Thank you so much, Max. Can't wait to be back. This is your girl, Lady V, host of The V-Line, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. Okay, everyone. That brings this episode to a close. You can follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. Listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get at me, it's citywidemax at yahoo.com. To close things out, I've got the new single from Hira, Feel Alive. This is the song that got me to check out the rest of her work, and I really hope you do the same. It's amazing stuff. As always, keep those ears open.